Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good, too. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. Welcome to episode 73 of Sports Yak. Hi, my name is Corey. I know nothing about sports, but the gentleman to my left, he does. His name's Chuck Freebie. This is the John Hanna episode. John Hanna, a Hall of Fame NFL offensive lineman who played his career with the New England Patriots when they had really cool-looking uniforms. Describe said uniforms. Uh, I would say it was red with the traditional double white stripes and the Patriot figure on the side of them uh the patriot figure on the side of the helmet as well the patriots have gone with a more stylized helmet now it's silver with the red and blue but these were the old is this the one where the guy looks like he's in center position yes he's bent over getting ready to hike the ball yes. okay i remember that speaking of the nfl let's just uh, chop away at that for a little bit okay who went where and who's going to who and who's playing where in the fall so odell beckham jr was the big news 13 days ago at the NFL Combine, the Giants general manager said to the assembled media, hey, we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to this big contract to trade him. 13 days later, he's traded for a first and third round draft pick and safety Jabril Peppers. And Beckham now goes to the Cleveland Browns. And say what you will about the Browns, and many people have, it has been a franchise mired in well, mediocrity would be kind for the last few years. But the Browns have really built themselves up some stuff on the offensive side of the ball. They've got Baker Mayfield. They've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at the running backs. Now, I'm not a big Kareem Hunt fan based on his off the field, but you know, on the field you have to give him his due. He's a good player. Okay. And then you've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry at the wideouts. You've got some offensive weapons there. If you come up with any kind of offensive line, you should be able to put some points on the board for the Browns. Odell and Jarvis played for what college? Uh, LSU, I believe. Okay. The Browns all of a sudden have a lot of offensive weapons, and the question is, if you're the New York Giants, what was the mindset that you had that said, now we really don't need Odell Beckham Jr. anymore? Is he a handful? Isn't he a handful off the uh, field? He has been, but you just got done. You got done saying that he is worth all this money, and then you decide, no, nah, he's not worth it anymore. Mm. We'd we'd rather have Jabril Peppers at safety and a first and third round pick. I don't know who the Eli Manning is supposed to throw the ball to anymore. Of course, Eli's down on the uh, towards the bottom of his career right now. I think. And the Giants have to look at rebuilding that offense. But, man, they're they're looking to be in bad shape right now. 
You look at the NFC East, which once had just a bevy of great receivers. Um, Amari Cooper is probably the best receiver in that division right now with the Cowboys. Then uh, the Jets yesterday signed Le'Veon Bell, four years, over $52 million. Remember, Bell sat out last season with the Steelers. Just sat it out. Uh, said he didn't want to have the franchise tag. So the the thought perhaps is that his legs are fresher. He's had a year to sit out. Boy, that's another year that Father Time takes off the clock, too. I was going to say, was, you think he's working out while he was sitting on the oh, sidelines? I'm sure he was working out and, and doing – I'm sure he wasn't just sitting around like you and I do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, and the Jets have plenty of cap room, and they've got a young quarterback and Sam Darnold, so you would hope that a good running back could take some of the pressure off of him. I just don't know that I would put that kind of money out for Le'Veon Bell. And uh, kudos to the NFL. Here we are in March in the, in the heart of basketball season, and the NFL is grabbing headlines away. Howdy again, maniacs. It's Derek from Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. It's March, and March in Indiana can only mean one thing. Basketball. It's time for March Madness and the NCAA Tournament. Are you a big fan that struggles to find your size in your team's apparel? We carry a full range of Notre Dame, Purdue, Michigan, and Michigan State apparel, as well as other assorted teams. So shop us first at 1333 South Napanee Street in Elkhart at BigandTallOutlet.com, or you can always give us a call to check our inventory. Our number is 574-293-0111. Thanks again, guys, and tell us you heard it on the Yak. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. Let's jump into college basketball. Notre Dame men's team played yesterday, and surprisingly, they won. They won. Snapped a seven-game winning or losing streak, excuse me, and they beat Georgia Tech 79-70. First 15 seed ever to win an Atlantic Coast Conference tournament game, so the Irish have to turn around tonight and play Louisville. The status of Nate Lasheski still up in the air. Lasheski got undercut going up for a shot yesterday and fell right on his tailbone, did not return in the game, was having a superb first half. Boy, the Irish looked just electric offensively in the first half of that game. And then Mike Bray with Lasheski out looks around and says, I only have six scholarship players available. I'm going to go to the burn offense to try to take time off the clock. He was up by 21 with 15.52 to go. With little less than a minute left, it was a three-point game. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Georgia Tech got hot, which they are not known as a good shooting team. And the Irish were taking much worse shots than they were in the first half. And that game really turned around. But at least they got some sort of positive here uh, towards the end of the year. I I don't expect it to go well against Louisville tonight. That's not necessarily the best matchup for the Irish. Kudos to John Mooney, though. My goodness, that guy's had a great year. 20 double-doubles. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't even think Mike Bray saw it coming. I don't know that John Mooney saw it coming. Mm. But 20 double-doubles, third team, all ACC. Some people thought he should have been a little higher than that. Maybe he would have been if the Irish would have been better. It's it's tough to take a guy from a last-place team and really hold him up as the, the paragon of the ACC. 
You said a burn offense. Am yeah, I they, am I looking at something different other than just a stalling method? Are they yeah, doing something different? That's differently? what they're doing. They're burning. They're burning clock. Okay. And St. Mary's of California knocked off Gonzaga last night, sixty to forty-seven. Uh, so that what that does, Corey, is it takes away an at-large bid for the NCAA tournament because Gonzaga, many people expected to get the conference title, conference championship bid from the West Coast Conference. Okay. Well, now you have to use an at-large bid to put Gonzaga into the tournament because St. Mary's gets that conference championship spot. Not sure St. Mary's would have been into the tournament otherwise. So that's one fewer spot for teams like Indiana and Ohio State to grab. And when I looked at bracketology after we did the yak on Monday, Mm -hmm. one of the last four in, Ohio State. One of the first four out, Indiana. And those two teams play tomorrow in the first round of the Big Ten Tournament at 1230 on 103.1 FM. And so you, I think you can logically make the statement, based on seeing that, that this is a huge game in terms of NCAA tournament implications. If Indiana manages to beat Ohio State, that might be just enough impetus to put the Hoosiers into the NCAA tournament. But again, that was... Monday, here on Tuesday, St. Mary's beats Gonzaga, takes away one of those at-large bits. So really, are there enough slots open for the Hoosiers to get into the NCAA tournament with just one win, or would they have to beat Michigan State as well? Hmm. That's the kind of drama that unfolds this week in conference tournament week, and one of the reasons people enjoy watching it so much, because the upsets really do mean something here in March. Yes, they do. On the high school scene, just a couple of teams left in Michigan. Well, Cassopolis lost last night. They uh, fell to Poamo, Westphalia, 70-50. to Poamo was ranked number three in Division Three and was undefeated going in, undefeated going out. But Ricky Evans and the Rangers had a terrific season and a brilliant end to the career for Tyrese Hunt-Thompson, uh, one of the great athletes to have come through the village of Cassopolis. And so congratulations to him on a great year. Brandywine, the only Southwest Michigan team from our area still in the hunt. This is in girls basketball. The Bobcats, who have become pretty much a perennial power in girls basketball in this area, take on undefeated Centerville for the regional championship tonight. And then, of course, in Indiana, we still have Penn and we still have Culver Academy. Penn will play Carmel on Saturday. I'll get the chance to see Culver Academy practice today at Northside Gym. Mark Galloway's squad will take on Marion, not Mishawaka Marion, but Marion with an O uh, from Marion, Indiana. They'll take on Marion with an O on Saturday, and uh, that should be a really interesting matchup. If you're just a basketball fan, I really encourage you to go to Northside Gym. Culver Academy has arguably the best junior in the state in Trey Galloway. He is getting looks from Indiana, Purdue, Notre Dame, among others. And Marion has arguably the best sophomore in the state in Jalen Blackman. If the name Blackman means a lot, well, his dad was a terrific player at Marion. He's now the coach at Marion. His brother, James Jr., played at IU. He has another brother, VJ, who is redshirting at IU. And a lot of people think that the only reason VJ is still on the roster at IU is because the Hoosiers want to recruit Jalen as well. Best place to sit Northside Gym as a fan? 
every seat at Northside Gym is a good seat. I knew uh, you were going to Honestly, say that. it really is. Yeah. I mean, even if you get stuck up in the crow's nest, mm-hmm. it's still a great seat to watch high school basketball. What time are you going to be there? Well, I'll be there for the first game. There's two semi-state games Saturday at Northside Gym. The first game is Fort Wayne Blackhawk against Lafayette Catholic Central in the Class 1A semi-state. Uh, I talked to an official last night who worked the Fort Wayne Blackhawk game. Fort Wayne Blackhawk, here's what all you need to know about them. Marion's playing in the 3A semi-state. Fort Wayne Blackhawk beat them during the regular season. That's how good they are. They're just blessed with some terrific talent. They've got a kid named Caleb First, who is uh, a Division One player. And I would expect Blackhawk to win that game. But that's the first game that's played at 4, and then that's followed about an hour later by Culver Academy and Marion. I want to tell you about this, uh, and that's the reason why I made that weird noise that we'll edit out. Chicago Cubs loaded their YouTube channel. Yes, they did. With all kinds of stuff. I watched I watched the new David Bodie's walk-off Grand Slam, The Breakdown, uh, and I watched Bryant and Rizzo answer questions on uh, their YouTube page. Just some good stuff. It's just Some of it's just fun. Now, I haven't looked at it yet. What appeals to you about it? Uh preseason fun getting to know the players mm-hmm. Javi Baez answers questions with puppies in his lap just it's just fun that Bodie walk-off grand slam was a big deal yes and so they break that down into a, an interesting video and yeah it's just getting to know the players and kind of getting you know, wound up top 10 cub comebacks of the Joe Madden era about how long is each video do they vary in length or? vary in length but all under 10 okay all under 10 which is your YouTube uh, rule, if I'm not mistaken. Movies, two hours, YouTube, under 10. Oh, definitely under 10. <laughs> Preferably under 7 for my ADD mind. Wow, well, we can only handle so much. Shout out to some of the maniacs that we met last night at the St. Joe Valley Officials Association dinner. Doors open at 6. Dinner starts at 7. At 7.09, I'm in my recliner at home. And I get a a tweet from my friend Jimmy Arnett, one mm-hmm. of the officials. I'm saving your seat here, bud. And all of a sudden, it comes over me. I'm supposed to be somewhere tonight. So you had committed to this dinner, but you just forgot about it. Yes. Okay. That doesn't seem like you. It's not me. Yeah. Th- this is this is like a nightmare I have had in life. And it's how the, quickly in your mind did you do the math on what, how how quickly it's going to or how long it's going to take you to get there and get get in there? I didn't even bother with the math of how long it's going to take me. It took yeah. me about thirty seconds to come to the realization. With I apologize, I'll have to go to confession for this. With swear words thrown in, <laughs> um, Di- Diane's in the middle. I mean, she's making a marvelous dinner for us. Oh, you hadn't had dinner yet? No. She's making a marvelous dinner. And <laughs> and I'm like, I have, and she, God bless her, she is an understanding soul. And mm-hmm. so she says, I understand. And I run out the door and I've got a, I had just gone to the dry cleaners. I had a sport coat hanging up in my van. Mm-hmm. So I grab that. I throw it on over what I have. A hideous ensemble that I would never have gone to MC a dinner. I was in. gonna say it. It did seem a little off kilt. Yes, it was not <laughs> what I would yeah. normally MC a dinner. Yeah, in. usually you'd rock a tie and yeah, or at least a, a 
you know, a nice collared shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, thankfully, this group is not one of sartorial splendor either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, got there just in time. Uh, they were just wrapping up dinner. It's a Polish-style dinner. As you know, I've given up meat for Lent, so... The chicken and the sausage wasn't a problem. Hey, there's the mashed potatoes. There's the green beans. There's the cabbage. There's the noodles. Yes. That's fine for me. That's dinner. Piece of chocolate pie because I didn't give up sweets. That That's fine. Dinner was great. Um, introduce the people that I need to introduce. But uh, and did everybody. You, did you address being late or did anyone even know? Well, actually, uh, and, and it was mentioned in my introduction that I was late. Okay. And I deflected it by getting up and i said yes i do apologize for being late i was interviewing for a dean of students job in south bend (laughs) which got big laughs from the assemblage uh but shout out to jonathan hampton loyal yak listener uh jimmy arnett jimmy learned last night that he could actually subscribe to the podcast so he'll never miss an episode. So he'll never miss the, an episode. When the new ones pop up, they they pop up right in his feed. And then Chuck Henry is like, tell me about this podcast. And Chuck Henry is the one who asked the question that I bounced off a few moments ago on our morning show. Which episode should I start with if I want to get hooked on Sports Yak? Mm. And I find that a difficult question because we'd like to think that we're just we're like Rumpelstiltskin. We're churning out gold with every episode. <laughs> but sadly, I'm not sure that that's true. Nice to spend time with those folks. And again, I'll repeat on here what I've repeated on the air many times. We have a shortage of officials right now. If you want to keep high school sports going, you need to go out, get your license, and they need younger people. I realize this show may not necessarily skew younger but for you younger people that might be listening. And when I say younger, that can be in your 30s compared to what was in the room last night. Uh, Go out, get your license, become a licensed official. There are a lot of sports that need more officials. Of course, we show football and baseball or football and basketball on TV 46, and those are the ones who get the most attention. But there's a need for wrestling officials. There's a need for volleyball officials there's a need for swimming starters and cross-country folks and all kinds of different officials out there you know what it's kind of hard to pinpoint an episode i say just jump in because we're talking about whatever's happening that day right i say jump in chuck henry by the way that's kind of a cool name chuck henry never trust a man with two first names like john henry chuck henry yeah what does chuck henry do chuck henry is a football and basketball official in fact last year he and his crew worked the Class 1A state finals game. Okay, and the dinner was good. The dinner was good. Uh, Bob Falkins from the IHSAA came up and spoke. Bob was a former star athlete at LaSalle High School, so he's familiar with the area and just encouraged the officials and thanked them for their work. You want to poke and prod at the big scandal in the news? Oh, let's, because this is just, it's full of juiciness here. I mean... This is like a uh, a steak dinner sitting in front of us. That you're not allowed to have until Sunday. This is so. But the academic and athletic fraud case that is out there that made headlines yesterday is I've never seen a story, Corey, quite this 
wacky. Okay. You've got these high-powered families that want to get their kids into high-powered academic institutions. Wealthy parents. Wealthy. Wealthy families. Lori Laughlin, who played Aunt Becky on Full House, has these two daughters, one of whom has become an Instagram and YouTube celebrity, which is beyond me, but maybe you've heard of her. I think her daughter's name is Olivia. Okay. Wants to get her into USC. One thing these these families have learned is apparently it's easier to get in if you have some sort of athletic background. Okay. So what can happen is the uh, the coach of a team can put you on the team, and then and then what would happen is, oh well, I don't really want to do that. Uh, I I'll quit or I'll feign an injury or something like that. So apparently they staged pictures of these girls rowing so that they could say, oh, yeah, we're going for the USC crew team. And then they get on the crew team. They get, they get into USC bolstered by the fact that they're athletics. They get these, I, I don't know if crew at USC gets scholarships, but they get preferential treatment in getting in okay one of the reasons they get preferential treatment in getting in is somebody in the athletic department goes to bat for them because they're getting a bribe too so Lori laughlin allegedly and this is all allegedly because it hasn't been proven in court yet but the justice department documents yesterday say she spent five hundred thousand dollars to get her two daughters, who, by the way, the one really came across as a box of rocks in the video that she had posted. And I'm sorry, that's I'm probably sorry, a box of box of rocks. Rocks. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I heard what I heard. Yeah. But spends five hundred thousand dollars in bribes, basically, to get her two daughters into USC. How what part of this sounds okay to me? And when she's thinking about this whole thing and giving the money in a brown bag to somebody uh because they don't think they're going to get caught operation varsity blues they don't think they're going to get caught my goodness so let me just it's tough to sum this up so let me just try to read to you the ap story on this and see if we can break this down a little bit so Lori Laughlin was on Full House? Full House. Felicity Huffman was a desperate, desperate housewife. housewife. She's the one where married to William H. Macy, who, interestingly enough, his character in Fargo, this pretty much seems like it came right out of it. <laughs> the only thing missing is a yeah, hey. Yeah. So the parents bribed college coaches and other insiders to get their children into selective schools. At the center of the scheme was this admissions consultant, Rick Singer. He is the founder of the Edge College and Career Network of Newport Beach, California. Singer pleaded guilty, and his lawyer said his client intends to cooperate fully with prosecutors. Prosecutors say that parents paid Singer big money from 2011 up until just last month to bribe coaches and administrators to falsely make their children look like star athletes to boost their chances of getting accepted. The consultant also hired ringers to take the college entrance exams for students and paid off insiders at testing centers to correct students' answers. Some parents spent 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, and some as much as six and a half million to guarantee their children's admission. I'm sorry, if you got six and a half million, why don't you just go straight to the college, the admissions department, and say, look, we're willing to give this much for our kid to go here. Yes. You're not going to have to mess with the bribes or anything like that. At least nine athletic coaches and 33 parents were charged. Felicity Huffman had to post a $250,000 bond after an appearance in federal court yesterday. What's her what's her deal? She's she's accused of paying 15 grand. Yes. For a fake proctor to correct her daughter's SAT answers. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, the coaches worked at such schools as Yale, Stanford, Georgetown, Wake Forest, Texas, USC, and UCLA. Stanford's sailing coach. Let's just let that phrase dangle in the air for a little boy. Stanford's sailing coach. Is there anything more Stanford than that? Ugh. Ahoy, Paloy. Stanford's sailing coach John Vandemore pleaded guilty Tuesday in Boston. A former Yale soccer coach pleaded guilty. The Yale soccer coach, by the way, I understand was paid $400,000, which I'm sure is far more than what Yale is paying him to coach soccer. (laughs) No students were charged with authorities saying that in many cases, the teenagers were unaware of what was going on. Let me go back to USC and relate something on this. Mm. So, um... Gosh, what was the last name? Oh, last name was Kimmel, which immediately had me think of Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. But it wasn't. It wasn't Jimmy Kimmel. But the last name Kimmel, mm-hmm. um, they apparently fake that their child is a pole vaulter. Stage pictures and the whole bit. Photoshop his face over a pole oh, vaulter no. going over a pole. <laughs> and so... He goes in to talk with the admissions counselor with the parents. And the parents leave the room, and the admissions counselor calls the kid back in and goes, I understand you're a track athlete. And the kid goes, no. And <laughs> and uh, so the it's admission... Like a bad movie. And, and then the parents get on the phone with this Rick Singer guy and says, hey, you know, the admissions counselor was asking questions, and we don't want him to know what we're doing here. We, we, don't don't, we, son. we don't want our son to know what we're doing here. <laughs> so, a, as you mentioned today, how how would you feel if you're one of these kids? Yeah. And you found out that you got in because of these you're, shenanigans. You're, you're out of school. You're you're, in, you've started your career. And then all of a sudden, this hits the news. And, uh, and as the attorney, the prosecutor pointed out yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, it's... It's not just the fraud that's going on here. It's the people that didn't get in to USC or Yale or Georgetown that deserve to, Mm. that should have, that didn't get in because of these people. I want to, I just want to just take this in for a moment. Jail time. So apparently, uh, UCLA has suspended its men's soccer coach. USC has fired its water polo coach and an athletic administrator who received $1.3 million in bribes. 
Wake Forest suspended its volleyball coach. How do you not go with your checkbook to admissions and go, this is how much money we have, put them in there, and we'll write a check to you and build your new building or do your new thing? Right. Or- Oh, as opposed to let's do it under the table and because the, it's not as though people of privilege haven't been, been getting into colleges for years uh, but they did it the old-fashioned way they just built a building <laughs> to me it's it's a fascinating story and i'm sure we've only hit the tip of the iceberg it also disappoints me because it also shows that some of these olympic sports you know you're just you're bringing people onto the roster to just fill a spot and you figure, okay, if we can get somebody wealthy on there mm-hmm. where mom and dad are so happy that Junior is on the team, maybe they'll give money to the team in years to come. And if you think that doesn't happen at your favorite institution, think again. That about does it for this episode of episode, what do we do, 73 today? Yes. 73. So 74 on Friday. I look forward to Fridays more than ever because it's Chuck Freebie's Sportscaster Camp. Lesson number three. We ask you to listen anyway. I can't wait. And he hits the subscribe button so you'd never miss a high-quality episode. Even this one. Of Sports Yak. Ooga Luga. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Because big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good.